Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. What is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. You know the story of Goldilocks, right? I'm not going to retell the whole story, but there's Goldilocks. She's lost in the forest, comes upon an abandoned or looking seemingly abandoned house. She pops in. There's three bowls of porridge. One bowl, she takes a bite. Ooh, too hot, she says. Another bowl takes a bite. Ugh, too cold. And then the third bowl, mmm, just right. In today's show, we talk about the Goldilocks dilemma that women face in leadership. You know, there's a real bias against women when it comes to being a leader. They can be too sweet or too strong. So, Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here and keep on listening to hear what you can do about workplace bias. And before we jump into the episode, let's take some time to thank our show sponsors. Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence, and isolation is also a choice. There's a better way. In fact, here's what Michelle, a school leader in Maryland, has to say about the mastermind. The best part of the mastermind is a supportive community. School leadership can be isolating, but knowing I have a team of other school leaders with whom to share ideas, struggles, and wins gives me the courage and resolve to do what's best for my school community. Get connected and level up your leadership by applying to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. The Better Leaders Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, which increases student active engagement and participation and reduces classroom management issues. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. The Conrad Challenge unleashes the potential of students to solve the world's most difficult problems. Register until November 1st at theconradchallenge.org. Andy Kramer and Al Harris are married practicing lawyers. They have been mentoring women and speaking and writing about gender communication for more than 30 years. Andy and Al offer women unique, balanced, and highly practical advice they can use to prevent gender biases from slowing or derailing their careers. Andy and Al, welcome to the show. We're happy to be with you. Glad to be here. So Andy, in our intro chat, I remember you talking about moving from a smaller firm to a bigger one. And when that change happened, the stereotypes really started to flow in. Can you tell the ruckus maker who's listening today about that experience and how you navigated it? Well, when I got out of law school, I started as a tiny little firm where they couldn't have cared if you were purple polka dotted. If you did a good job, everybody wanted you on their projects. And when I joined a much, much larger firm, uh, what I found was that because they don't know you, then they put you into buckets. People put you into buckets based on um, their perceptions of who you are and those are stereotypically driven. So I was immediately bucketed into, well, she's a woman, so how could she be ambitious and, um, 
you know, competent. And, oh, she's a mother of a young child. So obviously she must care more about her child than she cares about her career. And so what I found was that for women, we have to navigate not just doing a good job, that's the baseline for everything, but also making it, um, figuring out ways to, when you're dealing with other people, to make certain that their uh, stereotypes can't interfere with both the way they perceive you or the projects and the opportunities that you're given. Right. And and I want to thank you too, uh, because if you remember from the intro chat, we were talking about the ideal listener and uh, you corrected and helped me really make that a lot better thinking about how women specifically face uh, workplace bias. So I just want to say thanks, you know, at this moment for doing that, because I really feel like I grew in that moment and I really appreciate it. Well, that, that's terrific. I'm You made my day. Thank you. You bet. And, and uh, I think it was you that was a part of the management and compensation committee. And you learned some uh, interesting things when you uh, were, uh, yeah, investigating that. Yeah, well, when I served um, on our management committee, I was uh, appointed to our compensation committee. And what I found was that women would write their self-evaluations talking about how the team that they were on and who they worked with and never really owned their own accomplishments. And the men were very comfortable talking about, I did this great thing and I, 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 I. And so you don't have to be a, a, a rocket scientist to figure out who's going to be making more money. And so what I started to do was write about what women needed to do to own their own accomplishments, which obviously applies to men who feel uncomfortable with uh, tooting their own horn as well. So it's not really just a women's issue, but um, in the workplace, we have to be prepared to um, acknowledge our contributions and and be prepared to own them. And if that is a a female leader or or a guy that is uh, not as comfortable talking about their accomplishments, Where what are some easy next steps for them to start? Well, one of them is we have to have conversations with ourselves about what it is we want to accomplish. And we have to set goals that um, revolve around that. So for example, in our first book, Al and I Together, Breaking Through Bias, we have discussions about how to demonstrate that you're confident, even when you're not, how to get develop. All of these are things that we can develop. They're not things that we're born with. So uh, everybody can, um, if they want to, can improve or advance the, their skills in these areas. So, you know, demonstrating confidence, uh, resilience, being able to dust ourselves off and not say, I failed at that, but I'm going to learn from this and where I can grow and go from that. And so those sorts of conversations with ourselves are very important steps prior to how we're going to interact with people who may be biased or may not be interested in really giving us a fair shake in our careers. Al, I'm I'm curious, how do we best engage and enroll men on this this topic? And what can guys do? Uh, How can they invest in this need for change? Well, that's a sort of the $64,000 question right at the moment. The first step has to be to convince men that there is an issue. Too many men, uh, indeed, something like 60 to 70% of men, 
believe that the workplaces in which they're engaged are meritocracies, that women can advance just as easily as men, that there aren't any obstacles to women's career progression that aren't present for men. And that isn't true. If you ask women, they will tell you something like 80 to 90% of women will tell you that it is much harder for women to advance than it is for men. And so the first step in getting men engaged is to be certain that they understand the biases that are operating against women. That means that they need to be, it needs to be explained to them. They need to see it demonstrated. And that's not as hard as it may seem. If men are shown the fact that women in most organizations are entering at the same rate as men, but that at each stage up the career ladder, they are dropping off. Men finally get it. So once men do get it, once men understand the problems that women have, then it's much easier to get them to engage, to say, we need to mentor these women. We need to make certain that our processes are unbiased. We need to be certain that women have the same assignment opportunities that men. So getting men involved is critical to women's career success, but it's going to take work. It's going to take work on all of our parts. So it sounds like education is the first step, if, if I was hearing you correctly. And I'm wondering through all the work you guys have done, is there sort of a, a mindset or an approach that seems to, to work with men to get them open to learning about this bias? One of the ways that we have found that is most effective is to approach men one-on-one, one woman to one man, talking about how successful they have been, the men have been, how they are inspirational for the women, and that we need your help because of these problems. That is, when we talk to men in big groups, when we lecture to them, when we sort of point our fingers at them, that's very off-putting. Men can just simply turn off and there can be a backlash. But when men are approached one-on-one by a woman that they respect, by someone who they know is competent and capable of accomplishing great things. So here's an interesting topic I'd like to explore with you. Uh, What is the Goldilocks dilemma? Well, what we found was that um, women are very often perceived as too weak, too sweet, too nice to be effective. And if they're very effective, then they're considered to be unpleasant and unlikable. And we call that the Goldilocks dilemma, which is too soft, too hard, and rarely just right. And so what we found is that women have a more difficult time in navigating the workplace because they are put in a position where they have to balance the just right. So how do they, how do they find that just right? Well, the studies show that women 
who can demonstrate both what are referred to as communal and agentic characteristics can uh, actually do be more successful, have more promotions, and uh, enjoy their careers more. And so the communal characteristics are the ones that are typically assigned to women. We're expected to be assumed to be and punished if we're not nice and kind and sweet and modest. And the characteristics that are very often assigned to men are agentic characteristics, which are independent, going to get the job done, uh, free thinkers. So what happens is the women who can balance communal and agentic characteristics, um, which we all have, we all have agentic, we all have communal. And so it's just dipping into our our um, uh, closet of characteristics, basically, what behaviors are going to be most effective. So this uh, balance between communal and agentic behaviors is dependent on an ability to manage the impressions that you create that other people have of you. That is that the way we present ourselves uh, gives other people an idea of who we are. That is that people form an idea of us based not necessarily or hardly at all on what we say or the content of our conversation, but very much more about our nonverbal communication, the way we hold ourselves, the way we present ourselves, our posture, our stance, our gestures. And that means that we can control the way that people think about us by managing the way we present ourselves. And and for people who um, are not interacting one-on-one face-to-face, but whether it's over the phone or over the computer or whatever, it's also the manner in which we use language, the way that we use our our voice and uh, the volume, the, the pitch, the tone, the tenor, all sorts of things, which can influence how other people perceive us. And so men become more comfortable with that by uh, the time that they're in the workplace, because by the time they're small children, they've learned that if they want to be selected for the t-ball team, they have to be nice to the captain, even if they think he's a total idiot. But girls grow up where we're um, allowed to and, and, you know, sort of supported by, well, if you are nice to me, Daniel, then I'm just not going to invite you to my birthday party. And so the way we grow up helps create this syndrome of impression management, which is what the sociologists refer to this as. And um, for convenience and to not make up words, we, we refer to it as the same thing, impression management. And very often this is difficult for women because when we raise this issue with them, their reaction is often that, well, you're asking me to be a phony. You're asking me to be someone other than who I am. You're asking me to put on airs or to pretend I'm someone other than who I am. And what we have to explain is that None of us are just a single thing. We aren't one kind of a person. We have multiple characteristics. As Andy said, we all have communal characteristics. 
We all have a genetic characteristics and we can draw on those different parts of ourselves in different situations in order to be most effective at that time with the people that we're dealing. So good old Goldilocks, what she needs to do is she needs to know that if she's coming across too in your face, too hard, then she can dial it down a little. And she can do that with uh, the words that she uses. She can do that with gestures. Uh, sometimes just a, a, a quick touch on um, on your shoulder can change the whole uh, tenor of a conversation. I'm not talking about anything sexual. I'm just talking about just um, a connection of some sort makes a big difference. And so if she comes across as nice and kind and sweet, and you'd love to put her on your library committee, but you're not going to make her principal of your school or your school district, then she needs to dial up some of her agentic characteristics, knowing that she has to balance them. And that's the that's really the Goldilocks dilemma. Well, I'm enjoying this conversation about workplace bias. I know Ruckus Maker that's listening You can uh, dig into more of this content in their book, It's Not You, It's the Workplace, Women's Conflict at Work and the Bias That Built It. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.